Welcome to Real Talk, episode 79. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Yo, how y'all doing? Hey, I think they're doing pretty good. I, I'm going to answer for it. I like it. Hey, let them know in the comments below. How you doing? Hey. Uh, if you're new to Real Talk, you're in for a treat today, because we've decided to go down a rabbit hole that, I don't know, we've wrestled with. And by wrestled with, we thought about for five to ten minutes <laughs> whether to do it. But we did seek counsel from other elders and leaders of our church to uh-huh. see if we should do this. So, uh, Real Talk typically is an opportunity to talk about Live God, the Bible, and here two hooligans, <laughs> guys that love Jesus that, you know, certainly don't have it all together. That's um, the truth. But are talking about Life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. And up above, you'll see a link, www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. That's R-E-A-L dash talk, in case for the podcast, folks. Boom. And that link is open all the time. 24-7-365, completely anonymous, and you can ask questions or give topics, and it gets dropped in below. We've gotten some really good topics recently, Oh yeah, um, which we've been asking for. If people didn't want to just do questions, we love the questions. It's been great questions. Keep them coming, but topics as well. For instance, someone said, hey, can we have more of a light-hearted Real Talk podcast in which you guys discuss some of your strange behaviors or things we've eaten, <laughs> or um, that would fill many episodes Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, because we are weird people. Oh, beyond weird, probably. But today is not that day, AJ. Nope. (laughs) Today is a day in which we're going to discuss a simple question. Mm -hmm. Ready? Yep. Are we a cult? Question mark. And uh, we'll talk about that. We want to talk about the idea of a cult. We want to talk about how serious it is to call any church, not us, but that, that common theme, right? Mm-hmm. It seems to be when people don't like a church, they use the word cult. The danger in that is that I think it minimizes, we'll get to that in a second, what a cult really is, because a true cult is actually very dangerous. Oh, yeah. So to call a church that because it has, I don't know, whether you don't like them or whatever, we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you're tuning in to episode 79 via one of our numerous podcast formats, mm-hmm. which is really any, just type in Real Talk Web Series, oh. or this video, we're going to tackle the question of, AJ, are we a cult? I don't know. <laughs> so, before we do that, we'll take a second, catch you guys up on just our life, yeah. um, like we like to do that briefly. So, how you been, man? How's your week going? Um, To keep it brief, life, I don't know, man, I... Every day is just a, is a choice. I always go back to that. And I guess for me lately, I can feel myself. I, I feel like I've been closer to God lately, which is good. Like, I've been reading a lot more. Oh, you felt closer? Yes. Yeah. Like I, and I've been praying more. And I've been talking to him a lot more. But faith without action is dead. And so, yeah, you know, it's been nice. And, you know, I think, obviously, I'm always my, my own harshest critic of life and anything I do. So I think, you know... I can often feel like I am not a real Christian so often because, you know, I feel like I don't do things like I, I feel like I don't do what I should do or, you know, I feel like I, um, I just suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I know that it's funny because a lot of the time we're on the show, right, we talk about like, hey, like, what are you supposed to do when you're not feeling well, you know, about life, you know, you read and you pray and you do all these things, right, and which is good, that's good and that's what I've been doing and I feel better. But I think when it comes to action, like, 
I guess I guess I I'm often questioning like where my heart is, right? Mm-hmm. Because I would rather, and I don't know if this is right, so you'd have to. I don't know, but uh, I yeah. feel like I would rather have a heart towards the disciplines, right? Like like praying, being in the Word, than empty actions that my heart actually really isn't even in. Yeah, it sounds. And, and it is meaningless, really, because yeah. I'm just doing it as an act and not actually doing it. For God. Well, don't you think when you're doing the disciplines that that is action? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I never yeah. thought about it that way. Yeah. So I think a lot of times with that, you know, it's just, is there fruit in your life? Mm. And part of that is certainly the biblical definition, right? Peace, love, joy, all those yeah. things. But also, like, are, do does your faith show itself in action? So the fact that you're reading and praying and doing the things God says shows that your faith is, is living, right? Mm. I th- you know, now I get what you mean. I think I know what you mean is, like, other things. Yes. And I, I do think there's, you know, we've talked about like being on mission, for instance, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I think it's cool that you're asking those questions, but I mean, give yourself a little bit of <laughs> leeway in the sense of your faith is showing itself in action, mm-hmm. you know? Thank you. Yeah. I think, I don't know, man. It's so, I guess to get caught up in the idea of what I want, I guess I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm sad all the time because I'm like, my life's just one big sacrifice. Mm. You know, like, sure. it's good to be sacrificial. Like, that's, that's, that's what we're called to do. Die to self every day. Mm-hmm. You know, pick up your cross and die to yourself. And so I think it's beautiful, but I think there's a weight that comes with that. But I think it, within that weight, if you, and I guess this is what I'm battling with, is if you let that weight just crush you, like, you let that weight, like, not, the weight of dying to self, kind of? Exactly. If you don't let that, if you don't let that become, like, joyous in any sort of way, yeah. then it's probably going to feel dead. And I guess that's what I mean by your heart. Because I feel like if you can't see the beauty in that, your heart isn't in it, and then... It doesn't really it matter. Makes you, exactly. It makes yeah. you feel like, like, why am I even doing this? So, I guess for is me... Is this the music thing again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is really funny. So, it's funny you brought that up. With music, I've... I've actually found myself just listening to the Bible oh. instead. <laughs> That's what I do. Man. I listen to podcasts. A yeah, lot. I just I just go on the Bible app and just hit play, yeah. and I just listen to the Bible That's while awesome. driving. So, have you noticed a difference in anything? Oh yeah, and like in your even mindset, like, or definitely. Like it's definitely helped a lot. It's funny because like even I don't know why, but for some reason, and this is probably I need to I need to think about this, but. For some reason, like I've tried going on like like today's like worship like playlist, and like I'm just like skip, skip. Why? I don't know. You got like, it, but you like worship when you're there. Yes, that and that's what I was about to mention. When I'm like here on Sundays and like we're in there like doing our thing, like I'm like I'm I cry. Yeah, like I'm like this is beautiful. But like, I'm just like in my car listening. I'm, like this doesn't skip. <laughs> I made my own worship list of songs that uh-huh. really speak, like help me to worship better. Yeah. So maybe try that, man, instead of even just the generic ones. Like, just start. When I first started, I think I had, like, four, you know, and now I've got 60 or 80, you know, or whatever. Mm. Actually, I don't think I, I have that many. That. That's a good idea because, like, I love music, but for some reason, like, when I'm, like, just, like, going through. You know, go ahead. What, no, it's just, you're just such a rebel, man, in this one area. <laughs> like, you have your taste, and you just do not accept anything it's more. So, it's, which is so weird, though, because it's so, like, I have a variety of what I like. Like, yeah. genre-wise, yeah. I do. Because like, it all like, seems pretty depressing. I like depressing. the metal. I like the rock music. I like the hip hop. I like the hippity hop. <laughs> I like the hip hop. Yeah. You know, and I can even, I can dive into like R&B. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Like, it's R&B. Like a <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I like that variety of stuff, but yeah. for some reason, like, I guess, I don't know, man. That's just a weird, you're right. It's a weird part of me that I, for some reason, struggle with. And so, and I guess we all have those parts of us. And I guess for me, it's, <laughs> I'm realizing more and more how, how much it, like, it is rebellious because of like, it's supposed to be music. I'm well, just rebellious in the sense that like, you have felt it yourself. Like, I don't want to do this. And you're like, I'm, I'm fighting myself on it. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not rebellious in the sense that even I care, anyone else cares. Because yeah, so when I, yeah, I think I've told you this, when it comes to music and stuff like that, man, like, I think it's a matter of conscience yep. and what, you know, we feel convicted about or you know led to change if we have to because i do think that can be different right mm -hmm. and but clearly you have felt convicted and you I just have. for some reason check out last week's episode <laughs> and you hear this guy argue with himself uh, you know I, a week before it was funny because you know they, they're coming with that new batman movie mm -hmm. and um <laughs> what what it's just awesome when you like something it comes up all the time because I heard you two days ago. Hey man, watch that new Batman trailer. I was like, oh, the Robert Pattinson one is he good at Batman? Oh man, he's real good at Batman. And then they, they reference it again. It's, it's, well, I watched the trailer again yesterday. <laughs> okay, and and so I realized I was like, wait a second, and they used a Nirvana song. Sure. And they used uh, what's it called? I can't think of what it's called, but it's it's got that cool like. Yeah, like, like real like dark sort Depressing. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm like, oh yeah, man, man, this really that fits like cool. the idea of Bruce Wayne, and like 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 I said, like that that's a different kind of Batman they're going for. Like that 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 song really like made the vibe of that whole trailer really awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, huh? And I found <clears> myself like listening to. It. I was like, huh? And I was like, gosh dang, I can't do this. <laughs> so, dude, even the fact that you watched the trailer again shows that like. When you find music or something you like, you just watch it over and over. Like, I oh, I, I like this trailer. I'm just going to watch the same trailer 12 yeah. times. No, it's yeah. not bad. It's just a, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It just it just matched it so well. But I was also like, so the, it made me just want to listen to the song. And I was like, I can't. So, yeah, I did. Why do you like to be sad? <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's so weird. I yeah, think I think for me... Is. <laughs> I think because I'm the complete opposite so everyone knows you yeah. know this if I if I hear something that sounds sad I'm like yeah. I gotta change it immediately I think, I'm very susceptible to music I think I'm I'm, I'm an empath sad you know? and, and when I hear someone's raw emotions it, I respect it and like it makes me feel like man like I feel for you that you just feel something and I can like I, I can relate I gotcha. guess and so and this is where it gets weird and like I said I think <laughs> This is kind of like a deeper part that goes into it. But like when, so like when I listen to like, you know, you hear like the worship music and hear all that. It's a good message. But it can, I, I can see your face. I'm not saying it's bad. That's not what I'm saying in the slightest. It brings hope. I 100% believe that. Um, but I guess for me, and I guess that's, that's the rebellious part of me that hasn't died yet, is like, I'm like, it's just like, yes, there's hope in it, but there's no, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not, I was about to say there's no raw emotion. That's not true at all. See, that's what I'm saying. Your definition of raw emotion is only negative emotion. Have you not noticed that? Raw emotion to you is only like depression mm. and sadness. So this yeah. leads me to the next question. So yeah. I, even if that's true, why do you think you felt convicted about it if, you, if you're like, it's just raw emotion? So like why, why have you felt convicted about it? Because Or like you should change it. Because I know that if I let myself sit in that, like – then it makes me feel like there's no hope in the world. <laughs> okay, yes. Why do you want to live in that? That's so irrational. It's weird, man. I feel like 
I feel like there's there's this weird part of me that thinks, and I don't like I said, I don't think this is right. I'm not saying that this is good. Um, when people, those people who write those songs, right? Like, do they go through hard times? Absolutely. Yeah. Do they ever write about that stuff? I don't know because who are you talking about? The worship people. Yes. They're listen. Worship music is to do what? Bring glory to God. You're praising God. Yeah. And you know, if you think about it, about to get deep. Not shaming music. But sometimes those songs you're talking about are really glorifying the self because it's all about what I feel. That's really good. Versus, like, again, I'm not, clearly everyone knows, we're not talking about whether or not music is bad. All right. We're really talking about, like, whatever. And I just think it's interesting. This thing with you and music, you know this, since we've known each other, yeah. has been such an interesting thing. <laughs> because I genuinely, I joke about it, but I yeah. try to understand the mindset because that, we're pretty similar in a lot of ways. But that is an area we are so different because <laughs> yeah. I do – I actually agree with you in the sense of like you can feel the emotion. Oh, yeah. And I also agree with you that I'm a bit of an empath too that can feel it. But I don't want to go there. Yeah. Like you know where you're like, if I stay in it too long, it makes me feel like there's no hope. I'm like, yeah. That's why I don't want to do it. You know, and you're like, I just want to sit in that, man, and really just let that wash over me. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. But like I guess there's a – there is an, an – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. What you should be intrigued by. Yeah, I don't know should be, I guess. That makes sense, man. Yeah, I get I'm it. I'm intrigued by the idea of how that how that comes about. Like, how that, you can feel that. It's people talking about their role, like, like, like what they went through in life and how it makes them feel. And so for me, I'm like, man, I get that because I've been there. Um, it's like a bittersweet, a bittersweet symphony. <laughs> Shout out nice. to nice. <laughs> They make no money from that song. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just I guess there's a bittersweetness to it that's hard to explain. Because it brings you back to those moments and you can feel them and you can see them and you remember the good, but then also you remember that it's not part of you anymore. Yeah. So I guess yeah. maybe that's the best place to go, like land on it. It's a bittersweet. When mm. just when you when you're listening and it reminds you of those times. That makes sense, yes. I guess. Anyway, fascinating. <laughs> you and your music ways, fascinating. <laughs> but cool. Yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, that was good. How was your week? <laughs> okay, so just random updates, some things that I've been doing. So last week, I've had a terrible stomach issues. Mm-hmm. So I've been told I have IBS by doctors. People that go to the doctor, I'm like, I have. What is IBS? Essentially, your stomach is like... Overly sensitive, in a way. Yeah. Okay, so like, I won't go too much into it. So it shows itself in different ways. A lot of times for me, it's like cramping and bloating and just pain, right? Yeah. Like you've been around for a lot of these attacks. Mm-hmm. Well, I finally kind of put together, last week was pretty terrible. I think I mentioned that on Real Talk Live. Like, man, I just had a rough week. Right. A lot of different stuff. Personal stuff and just, you know, pe- you know relation, relational issues in general with different people. It's just, just a challenging week. And I'm the type of guy that I don't necessarily, my mind doesn't feel stressed. You know this, like I just push through. Mm-hmm. But you've also learned, and I will let everyone else know, that my body, on the other hand, says, nah, we still feel it. So it's this weird thing where, like, by the end of the week, I'm, like, going through this three or four-day period. I call them attacks, right? This obvious mm-hmm. attack that's just so miserable. You know that. I'm throwing up. I don't feel good yep. sometimes. Like, I'm just in pain, whatever. I feel bad for you. Yeah, you've been around. So that's why I reverence You know it comes. It's terrible mm-hmm. when it's there. It's not me like being a wimp. It's it's no, legit. It's, yeah. 
Um, but then someone was like, I don't remember, it was like, hey, man, well, what, didn't you say you had a rough week? And all of a sudden clicked. I was like, dang, that's true. Like, I wasn't feeling stressed, but even though my mind seemed fine, my body was like, whatever. So with that, I decided to make more of a conscious effort to reduce my stress. Stress. How did I do that? I tried to sleep. <laughs> As you know, everyone is, if you're a long-term Real Talk listener, watcher, Todd does not sleep. I do not sleep well. That's not an exaggeration. I struggle with it. And people don't know. It's like, I want to sleep. I just don't sleep well. So anyway, I slept better um, than typical this weekend. I made an effort. Again, compared to normal healthy people, not great. But to me, I did. Drank a ton of water. Just kind of getting back in a positive. Cut down on my caffeine significantly, as you know, because I sucked down the energy drinks until... So, like, the last couple of days, I've had, like, a half or one the whole day, which is a big deal to me. Because oh, I don't yeah. drink any coffee or anything either, so that's it. So, what do I say? I've noticed some differences. One, I seem to be in a better mood. And I don't know if that is because, I don't know why. Perhaps a mixture of sleep combined with not <laughs> trying to compensate for the lack of sleep with an abundance of caffeine, which really <laughs> only... So I'm very thankful for that. All that to say, it's been cool. We'll see what happens. My stomach, thankfully, has gotten a little better too. Um, of course, I say that. It kind of hurts right now, but whatever. But I'm like really thankful for that. Uh, I'm trying to think. As far as God, so anyway, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at and why today I'm a little, I just noticed why you were even talking. It's the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of like mopey even on Real Talk, and I think today's probably the closest to being the, who I really am, my personality-wise, and I have been in a while. Mm. Um, yeah, man, I think with God, I'm just constantly fascinated with how everything about Him and what He does in us is so contrary to the way we interact with each other as humans so many times. So even the call to love, you know, I, I give a hundred examples when He says, for instance, you know, you love, you say love your brother. Well, everyone loves his brother. I'm paraphrasing. I tell you, love your enemies. You know, that's so big, right? Like I'm telling you, and even you, you saying die to self. <clears throat> I've had this thought lately that I think a lot of times we get into a depression when we think about dying to self because we view it as like he wants us to kill every desire we have, and that's not true. He wants us to kill every desire we have that's contrary to him. That doesn't mean kill who we are. It means die to self. Self being that part of us that rebels against God. That's not something to be depressed about. But I think we can because we, it kind of goes back to the heart. Like I might be giving something up, but I'm hating doing it. And that's missing the point of what he's saying because what he has for us is better than what we have for ourselves. Dude, that's so good. You know? Children. Yeah, yeah. So I've, it's funny that you brought that up because I've been pondering that myself the last few weeks. Huh. Like sometimes I think I get, you know, I even say it to people and they take it as, because when I say it, man, it's about dying to self, I actually am viewing it as like this freedom. Because only in dying to that false self do I, am I really free. Mm. It's kind of like the Matrix, man. I got to give up this false sense of life to have real life. And that's worth it. And I think sometimes we don't view it that way because we get caught up in our own desires and the things we want. And, you know, a lot of, I will talk to people and so many times the root of their frustration and, and, and their families or in church relationships boils down to the fact that deep, deep down, they don't want to give up what they want to do what's right. And and right being what God tells us to do. And the truth is, and then the, the coolest moments are the moments when maybe someone, I'm talking to someone, counsel someone, and then they come back and they did it, and they see this incredible fruit that comes of it. 
And it's like, why? And then they get that moment, I'm sure you and I have had it, where you're like, dang it, why don't I do that all the time? Oh, I, absolutely. Every single time. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why do I fight this? So, kind of with you in that. And it's been, it was neat to hear you say that. And I guess I want to encourage you that, remember, God doesn't want to kill who you are. He wants to kill the fake you so that you can be all the good things that, and unique things that he made you are the way they're supposed to be, right? Which is like, if you think about it, this gets deep. That's the real you. The you without all of the mud and the junk around it. The real you. It's pretty cool. And in that is freedom, right? Because yep. truthfully, a lot of the things we run to for life or for ourselves are empty and we end up feeling sad anyway. You're right. So even I think it's kind of cool, man, the microcosm of you and music. Like in the short run, it's bothered you. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, you're sitting here saying, like, I didn't even think of this till just now. You've been listening. You've been essentially reading the Bible more because you cut that music out. Yep. And he's up there going, I knew you wouldn't like that as music. So I knew you'd come to me and my words. And it's like, that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> that's wild. And, and then you even just said, oh, I've noticed a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. All coming from this conviction that you yep. felt to give up music that at the time just felt like, we're, like, why am I doing this? Why do I have to do it? Which in turn leads here. It's pretty cool. And that is my week. Nice. Heck yeah. So this takes us to, you know what? The question of the day, AJ. Question of the day. Are we a cult? No. Are we? <laughs> Spoiler, no. So uh, let me let me give you guys, like, here's why we wrestled with discussing this. We thought about the fact that if we discuss this, are we giving credence, I mean, good word, look that up. Are we giving, uh, are we fanning the fire of those who make this claim? Okay. So, Todd, what do you mean? People have called you a cult? Yes. And it typically is like three people. <laughs> Literally, it comes back to one family yep. and disgruntled people. And like I can go into it. I know that the a, a relative of a member here who is not a believer is actually into witchcraft. This is the irony. Into witchcraft, legitimate witchcraft, mm-hmm. is practicing an alternative lifestyle. Let's just call it that. But has the audacity to tell a friend of ours who goes to our church that they're a cult. Like, isn't that ironic? That's very ironic. So we've been said that. So... <laughs> Honestly, the reason we wanted to discuss it isn't so much our church and the defense. I think it's intriguing because what I've noticed since I became a Christian, I think you have too, and you can speak into this even, is that that's like the go-to insult to churches and oh, pastors. Yeah. They're a cult, right? So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of some people that have been called a cult. Stephen Furtick from mm-hmm. Elevation Church. They've been called a, been called a cult. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, you ready for this? This is a big one. Um, we certainly know there are other ones who are called Joel Olstein has been called a cult. Okay. All right. Now I only I just want to give you a bunch of names, and I'm not going to tell you whether I think they are or aren't, but I want you to see the wide variety of people. You ready for this one? John MacArthur. If you know who John MacArthur is, he's a 79 to 80 some year old pastor who is considered incredibly theologically conservative. Has started a very well respected in theological circles. Okay. His own. I just read one today where they're like, it's cultish. And so Mark Driscoll, a guy that I look up to, his church was called cultish at one point. It's just, it seems that there's no set definition of that. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be kind of like, if if I want to hurt someone, if I want to hurt a Christian or a church, I'm going to throw that word out and just hope it sticks. Mm-hmm. And the irony of it is, is that if they don't say anything, which a lot of the big churches don't, right? Like Elevation Church is not responding to 
people calling them because you could type that in there. Type in, and it's going to come up with a bunch of things why they're called. Um, they don't respond to it because whatever. You know, why? Why would you do that? Um, so then, you ready for some other cult leaders? Is it, what's his name? What's the Jones, the famous Jones? Uh, that Jim Jones? Yeah. Jim Jones, right? <laughs> I know. We'll talk about that. So Jim Jones, who did the church, I think it was like the People's Church, started in Indiana, weirdly enough. Got a bunch of people. Yeah, did you know that? I Down know. south. Anyway, he's the guy who ended up killing his all of his followers drink poison Kool-Aid yeah, and died. He, so He took them to like a whole other country. Yeah, to South America. So here's the thing. So you're sitting there, and I've put up like five to eight names or whatever. I don't know how many we put up. And you're and from a wide variety, and you're calling all of them a cult. You can add us to the list, random people. So I think it's important for us to bring up the discussion of, one, what is a cult? What is a cult? In Christ, even in, in general, what is a cult? Let's define it. Right. Okay? Once we define it, let's talk about some of the weird things we've heard about why we're a cult. And then why maybe some of the bigger ones are, have been called that as well, Elevation Church. Because I can tell you right now, a couple of the reasons they've been called that. Um, I've read it. You've got to fly there. I'm just oh, really? distracted. <laughs> and uh, we'll kind of piece it together. And then we'd love to get your guys' comments as well. And I'll kind of, we'll kind of give our thoughts on why we think the real motivation of it is a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Because, spoiler alert, most of the time, it's fleshly, meaning sinful and personal. It's just... People get hurt and upset, and they want to call names. It's like when you're a kid, you're going to call someone fat to hurt their feelings. Right. It's the Christian church label of that. So, AJ, I see that you actually had the, what is it, the, the definition. Yeah. The, the, what is it called? What is it called? Dictionary definition. That's oh, yeah. it. Yeah, the dictionary go. definition of cult. And yes. then I also, we have looked up numerous lists. You and I were yeah. talking about it. We'll talk, share those with you of kind of the signs of a cult. There are That's essentially right. from all the resources we found. There are five to eight that are all in common. Everybody agrees on, so we'll read those. Okay. We'll discuss them. And then we'll talk about, this might be a long episode, we'll see. We'll kind of talk about why, like, okay, what fits. Mm-hmm. And then the dangers of doing that and how that can actually help real cults. Because honestly, when you call churches cults, when you throw that out there, you're actually helping real cults. Yeah. Because they can go, everybody gets called this. Yeah. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. So we've got, to, as Christians particularly, non-Christians, we can't really control if they call us cults because they don't get it, and I don't really care. I get concerned when, when self-professing Christians run around calling anybody they disagree with theologically or anything cults. I think it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Definitely dangerous. So, All right. are we a cult? What's the definition, AJ? So the definition of cult, it says, noun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Uh, example sins the cult of Saint Olaf. <laughs> nice example, I like it. Um, let's see here. Uh, just a, here's another one, just a quick little side one here. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. That is another one they have in there. Sinister, oof. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty scary. Uh, Pretty scary. (laughs) All right, so that's the definition. I'll read that again. So a system of veneration directed toward a particular figure. So by the way, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. If you do that, if you use that definition, every Christian church is a cult. 
Because we're where a system of religious veneration, devotion directed toward a particular figure, his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So clearly we don't mean that. We can't mean that when we're calling churches cults, right? Because right. that'd be everyone. Um, a relatively small group of people have religious beliefs practiced regarded by others as strange as sinister. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the example here is a network of Satan-worshipping cults. <laughs> a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person. A cult of personality surrounding the leaders. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, so that that's kind of where we're at um, as far as just definition. Now I want to talk about, I thought we're on the same page there. Yeah. So even the word itself is so broad. Yeah, it really is. That it could any Christian could be, really, honestly, couldn't any religion be considered a cult if you go that way? Buddhists are venerating Buddha? Yes. Any, if you go by that first definition. Yes, if you go by the first definition, really, absolutely. Now, as we... We're going to kind of dive in, and, and I, I'm going to talk a little more at the beginning because we just have to as we read through this, and yeah. then we'll, we'll share. I just want people to know. We have yeah. a lot of information to get out to you guys, so it's going to be a little different. So before we begin, when the Bible ta- doesn't talk about cult, but the Bible does talk about the danger of false teachers. Yeah. So for instance, in Acts 20, 29, and 30, it says, I know that, I think this, this is Paul says, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not spreading the flock. And from among your own selves will arise, and from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Mm. Gee, you know, that's Paul speaking to the early church. That's yeah. the idea of where cults come from. So okay. it's the idea of false teachers that come in to our system in the church. What we, what, this is what I think Christian churches should be on guard against, and they are, are speaking things contrary to the to the Bible, mm-hmm. right? in opposition to the gospel, twisting it um, to draw people to follow them versus Jesus. Okay. Um, so, I'm looking at Crosswalk, which is a pretty, it's a, it's a faith-based website that gives a lot of different articles. So, do I agree with everything Crosswalk says? But I think for the most part, they're pretty trustworthy as far as general thoughts on things. Gotcha. I've also looked at numerous others, so we'll kind of look through here. Sure. Um, so first, this is first. It says the most dastardly, insidious mark of a cult is that it ignores or distorts the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. To one degree or another, all cults deny the deity of Jesus Christ. Mm. And why is that dangerous? Because their teachings and principles will eventually leave a person unsaved, without a relationship with Jesus Christ, and spending eternity in hell. The Bible teaches that faith in Christ plus nothing else equals salvation. We say that all the time. Yep. If it's if someone ever teaches something that it's faith plus something equals. Yep. Right? It's not. It's Jesus, faith in Jesus, equals salvation. Any adding to it is wrong. That's right. And that goes back to, you know, so it talks about, in bold, they have your faith plus anything else is heresy. So if there is, a, is an organization teaching that to be saved, yeah, Jesus, they might even mention Jesus. He's here, but you have to do X, Y, Z. Yep. That's cultish, Right. Does that make sense? 100%. So with you. sometimes that can even be taking certain things. And I'm not, I'm not, be careful, guys. Like, this is who we are. Okay, you know, I know that this can be twisted what we say, but yeah. do I think that, you know, there could even be put, there can, slow down, Todd, there can be a focus on even certain spiritual gifts or certain things that get added to it. So, yeah, Jesus saves you, but if you don't do this, you're not really saved. That's more dangerous. Right. Right. Because it's teaching something against, mm-hmm. contrary to the gospel. Would you consider that same concept 
but say say they replaced salvation with holiness or something. Sure. Or like what? Like like what if they like made it into like different levels? Like like that's you, a. I am because you can't do this. Like you may still be saved. Like you may you might still be saved, but you're like you're in this corner. We put you. You're in this not special. And you're not up here. Yes, I think there. I think that can be. But but what happens is eventually. Even that's distorting it, right? Because yes. you're naming. Like, I don't would know. you still consider that cultish? This is where it gets a great line. I would have to know the presentation of the gospel as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. So if I say, for instance, I think if, if a church, a church, a leader is to say, "Yes, you are saved by Jesus, but you're not loved by Him," right? That's still changing the gospel, right? Because or He loves these people more. You're kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we can create all kinds of weird stuff. Essentially, guys, listen, if it goes against the Bible, not like things that secondary issues, things that we might have disagreements on as far as can you drink alcohol? Should you drink alcohol? Should you, you know, how many times do you get dunked to be baptized? Mm-hmm. Things that don't change the gospel. But if there's things that change the gospel, yes. that's a problem. That's a mm-hmm. that's cult talk, right? Right. And it talks about Galatians um one, six, and nine here. I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting him, Jesus, who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, uh, who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. But even though we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed, as we have said before. So I say again, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to that which you were received, let him be accursed or cursed. Mm. Paul's taking that seriously, right? Anyway, so number one issue with a call is it teaching something contrary, opposing to the gospel. Right. Jesus plus, Jesus or, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Secondly, most cults are led by a dynamic, charismatic leader who eventually controls and manipulates his followers. Now, here's where we have a problem. So let's take Stephen Furtick. Okay. Stephen Furtick's a charismatic guy. Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a cult leader. No. In fact, John MacArthur's a charismatic guy. Um, so just because Stephen Furtick is charismatic and yeah. Jim Jones clearly was charismatic, he mm-hmm. could get people to follow him. Doesn't oh, yeah. someone being charismatic, be in yeah. the sense of having a personality that draws people, does not mean they're a cult yeah. leader. Charisma is not a sin. That's a thank you. That's a simple way. Charisma yeah. is not a sin. Yeah, it's no. It's just it's no different. And I think sometimes, like if someone's charismatic and you're not a part of that church, you want to accuse them of that because mm-hmm. oh, people are getting drawn to him. Now, do I think there are charismatic church leaders who do make it about them? Sure. Again, we're talking charismatic as in personality, yeah. look, all those things. Just because a guy's handsome, dresses well, whatever, doesn't mean he's a cult leader. You might want to say, oh, he's bordering on making it about himself, or maybe he's vain, but that's still not being a cult leader. No. <laughs> and it's dangerous to say that. Yes, so well, even this term, they use Jim Jones as the example. Yeah. We're talking about a guy, okay, so <laughs> who, you know, he would go to City City, um, when people went to investigate, they, you know, that there's a congressman killed. Yep. You know That's all right. these other things, oh, man. Yeah. It it's crazy. a brash. G, Jones was a brash overlord who enslaved his followers. Like, yep. they, uh, you know, and the other example we've seen in other sources is the charismatic leader will try to a true cult leader will try to control other every aspect of your life. So he's in there saying, "This is how you spend your money. This is how you dress. Yep. This is, you know, we make the joke around here." You know, we're not cult leaders because we're not rich enough and we don't have 10 wives, right? They have the types that come in and go, your wives are mine. You yep. do what we say. If you don't do this, God doesn't love you. But again, if you really think about it, that boils back to 
Jesus plus. Mm -hmm. I speak for God. They yep. typically also think they're the only ones who can hear speak from God. They don't put the emphasis on the Bible. Yeah. They say, I am the interpreter of God's truth. Absolutely. Me alone. I never thought about that. Yeah. Mm. So, again, that, that's, it's almost like because we've just, Christians started using that term so, I'm going to be honest, this is a terrible use of the word, stupidly, like you're being yes. ignorant to use it. Mm. You are literally helping true dangerous leaders. Because I'm yes. sitting here thinking a real cult leader can go, well, look, they call all of these established churches cult, cults. Mm -hmm. Of course they're saying that about us because we are speaking truth. That's right. You know you're, what I mean? You're, putting, you're just kind of blending us all in a melting pot and no one, no one can really tell what is what. Now it's hard to see who the wolves really are That's because right. you're calling sheep wolves. Yep. You're calling a handsome sheep <laughs> who dresses nice. Well, he's a wolf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. That's. Um, I don't like uh, trying to. Okay. Fourth, colliers tend to ignore, confuse, add to, or demean the Bible's teachings. So it's easy to trap. They, this article says it's easy to trap Christians when cultists speak. Christian language. This is why churches need to teach the Bible early and definitely. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the Bible is the authority. Yep. So I, I, we've even said here at the church, listen, if we ever sit, don't take our word for it. Yep. Take the messages we give, both in real talk and in our sermons, and go compare it to the Bible. Yep. Right? If the Bible says differently, the Bible, not what you're, you know, even in your interpretation of the truth, but like what it says yeah, man, certainly we, we would want to know that. You know, any oh, yeah. church leader. Definitely. Um, trying to see what else it's saying here. <clears throat> they essentially demean the truth of the scriptures. This can also be when you hear church leaders saying, I definitely know when the end of the world's coming. It's this time because God has revealed it to me, even yeah. though Jesus said no one will know the time or date. Right. You know what no. I mean? <laughs> You're setting yourself above Jesus. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this no one sense. says, cults also use devious methods to trap, deceive, and control. So, um, in an article titled Power Abusers, Ronald Enroth demonstrates some of the tools used by cults to control their behavior, behavior control, and individuals' associations, his living arrangements, food, clothing, sleeping habits, finances are strictly controlled. Yes. Information control. Cult leaders deliberately withhold or distort information, lie, propaganda, propagandize, and limit access to the source of information. Thought control. Cult leaders use loaded words and language, discourage critical thinking, barring speech critical of cult leaders, and teach a us-versus-everyone-else doctrine. Emotional control. Leaders manipulate their falls via fear, including the fear of losing salvation, fear of being shunned, etc. Mm -hmm. So, um, there you go. Okay. <clears throat> And I don't want to. I, I like this article because it gives how to avoid being seduced by cult leaders. Study scripture to know truth. Listen, guys, you got to know the Bible. If you don't know the Bible, then anyone that says something confidently can make you believe it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Don't forget or ignore what you've already learned. Essentially, again, it goes back to knowing. Consciously pray and practice. That's that's you know. Consciously pray. Ask God to help you. Develop a consistent, committed walk with Christ. I like this one. Grow up. Before leaving the house in the morning, put on the spiritual armor of God. <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Um, I think if we're given a good overview, I'm trying to think of the other article I'd looked at earlier. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I'll try to find it real quick. Yeah. Um, I think that... <laughs> yeah, it's all, you can give thoughts while especially, I'm I just want to sort of define it before right. we talk. Yeah, man. <clears throat> that's, I, like, I like what they brought up in that list, you know, the idea of the, you know, the thought, the manipulation and control of every aspect of your life like that's yeah that's, such, that's so big the reason they define it that way is, is it's hard for us prob it's probably hard for people to believe that that 
actually happens. Mm -hmm. So then they start just calling anyone a church a cult, right? Like instead of understanding that real cults are doing these ridiculous things, like yep. these dangerous, ridiculous things. Biggest, first and foremost being, they are changing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. And they are changing the Bible. And just because you don't like someone, listen, there's, there's pastors I don't like personally. Mm -hmm. But you know this, there are pastors I don't like personally that I still don't ever accuse of preaching a false gospel. Right. Right? I mean, I like their personality, but... You know, I may not like the messenger, but they're preaching the real message. Exactly. And I think sometimes we don't like someone when we start calling them stuff. Mm. Um, I think this one gives an example of a cult. It's hard to believe, but there are reports from some churches that staff must rise when the pastor enters the room. They aren't allowed to look him in the eye. They can never talk to him, engage him unless he takes initiative. They must refer to him by title and never simply by his first name, all because he deserves that honor. Right. First of all, no one calls me pastor, so I don't, or mm. you, but it's just a thought. So, um, the signs of a cult church, demand for special treatment, honor, recognition. Um, it's focused on an individual, um, to the point of, to the exclusion of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. No one is allowed to question the leader without retribution. Um, I'm trying to find ones that haven't, we haven't shared because this is a different article. Mm -hmm. Uh, the line between what God is doing and what our leader doing is doing is almost non-existent. Again, we can't. I don't know anyone personally that does that, but it happens, right? right. Um, <laughs> the uh, the leader is handled as a carefully handled celebrity. This one's clearly talking about some of the big name people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's no sense of team leadership, team teaching, or team mentality. Person travels in an entourage. Teaching you know, revolves around themselves. Again, it's all the same thing. Um, where it's more about you know the person or mm -hmm. at to the exclusion of the gospel. Because here's the thing, man: we're all humans, and sometimes we can all have moments of pride. Oh, sure. So if you listen to us, let's say we listen to a pastor's sermon, and he has one moment that comes off as prideful, that doesn't mean that he is a prideful person, right? Like we've got to stop. We've got to stop. And I think part of the way to do that is like, okay, we just shared a picture that's pretty clear and pretty crazy sounding, right? Mm -hmm. Should we be putting, should we be putting Stephen Furtick, for instance, John MacArthur, Mark Driscoll in the same category that we're putting Jim Jones in? Absolutely not. Like that's so scary that, that, to me, That dude. is ludicrous. Thank you. But we're doing that. Right? People, we as Christians, we do that. Right. So, guys, quit saying that. Mm -hmm. Quit it. Now, I will give you, now we're going to talk, and I don't have a list of this, so maybe you'll right. remember too. I want to give you a couple of examples of things we've been called a cult for. Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> some of them are hilarious yeah. because uh, one was a meeting with a guy. So, we have been called a cult because I'm going to try to make the quote up. Yeah. Well, why do you guys spend so much time together? Because they're friends. Mm -hmm. So if I were to tell you... Because we like each other. <laughs> we can have friends, man. Yes. So it's like, to me, I always thought that's crazy. Yeah, use Flash, you can have friends in your church. He's right. <laughs> so it's like, I think it's weird that if you go, if people go out with their work friends mm -hmm. three times a week, which I used to work in a bank and people did, yeah. no one said, why do you spend so much time with your, your bank friends? <laughs> like, these are, these are friends. Like, our yes. church has... Their fr it doesn't mean at the exclusion of other people. In fact... 
We want to multiply, meaning we want people to feel loved and welcomed. We invite people to yes. things. So they spend time together because they're friends. And AJ mm -hmm. said it, newsflash, you can be friends with people in your church. Yep. Um, and you've heard that one. We've both heard that one. Mm -hmm. uh, two, I had a guy, this is hilarious. So I had a guy come into my, to my office, which I respect the guy because actually he didn't. I, I ended up getting a hold of him because he is the father of someone in our congregation. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't want to get into it. You know, this guy doesn't like me. And if I'm being honest, I don't like him. Yeah. I can tell you why. I think he's aggressive and mean and whatever. Okay. But he comes in and I at least respect him for this much. I asked the guy to come in. He sits down in my office. He's kind of going nuts. And I say, calm down. And I said, what? He goes, well, I think you're a cult. And I was like, okay. I go, why? Give me a reason. He goes, because you have levels. You ready for this? This is why it's so stupid that people go run around and say dangerous things. I'm sitting here, I, if you were in the meeting, I had some people in the other room because I didn't want it to get too heated. And I go, what are you talking about? Because you have levels in your church. People can reach different levels. I'm like, no, we don't. So anyway, I did some investigating. And we have a group, a program in our church called Lionheart. Mm -hmm. And essentially what Lionheart is, is a more intense, not intense, it's not a good word. It's kind of like, if anyone's ever heard of Fight Club out there, yeah. it's sort of a program for men to really challenge themselves to grow in their relationships, grow in in the relationship with God, mm -hmm. with their significant other, spouse, being a better father, being a true, all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially we have challenges. Yep. And we kind of meet those challenges. And when you don't, if you do, because we want the standard to be how you get a strike, mm -hmm. which we kind of, th that concept is in is in Fight Club, I think. Yeah. Which Fight Club is, is generally accepted. So I think it's sort of our version of that to a yeah. degree. So you get a strike if you don't show up to your meetings, if you miss, you know, because we want people to take it serious. Mm -hmm. And at your third strike, you're out of Lionheart. You don't graduate. You can come back and try it again the next time. Right. Right? Not, nothing crazy about that. So he had heard <laughs> his daughter was talking to her mother saying that her boyfriend who goes to the church had to leave because he couldn't get a strike for his Lionheart. Now, mm -hmm. she should have explained this more, right? Yes. But so then the mom goes to the husband and says, if he gets a strike, he's out of the church. Like, oh, man. I mean, that's how it starts, <laughs> yeah. dude. So, but all he cared about was going, oh. so how many people he run around calling a cult? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a bunch of kids just being, <laughs> being crazy. So that, that's, I only give that as an example of something so stupid that someone hears. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could say that like, did you hear? If you don't go to, I don't know, uh, the First Baptist Church, if you don't go uh, to the food ministry, you can't be a part of the food ministry. Well, duh, man. If you don't show up to stuff, you're not going to be a part of it. It'd be right. like me saying, did you hear that if Bob doesn't go to work at Walmart, he gets fired? What a cult. <laughs> like, dude, chill out. Like, be realistic for a second. It is, man. It's ridiculous. Um, trying to think of other ones we've heard. Have you, can you think of any other ones we've heard off the top? Um, I'm trying to think of the – okay, so I thought of one that just happened. The reason okay. we're going to bring this up. So the alternative lifestyle, pagan witchcraft practicing mm -hmm. relative of one of our of our churchgoers, our members. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, that of itself, clearly, that's ridiculous that he's calling it. Yep. He said that he talked to someone – this is this what I mean – who said that they got into <laughs> – so this is gonna sound. So I'm gonna call her Jane. Someone named Jane, which he doesn't even say the name. Apparently, used to go to our church and got in trouble for not coming to our Christmas Eve service. And he goes, "Why? Wow, that's a cult." And then he also brought up us spending time together. Mm -hmm. Well, that one we already answered. Right. 
I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, like, say you and I are friends, okay. and I'm we're going to church, and you're like, hey, dude, you coming to uh, Christmas Eve service? And I'm like, yeah. And then I don't come. And then you, just being my friend who goes to church, like, dude, you didn't come to the Christmas Eve service. Then I walk up and go, the remnants cursed me out and said they hated me because I didn't go to Christmas Eve when really it was just one guy, AJ, saying yeah. something. Like, p- people, listen, that, think of how crazy you're sounding. Yep. Just because someone says something that goes to a church doesn't mean they speak for the church. Yep. Yes, and you got <laughs> people confuse love what love really is because they don't understand just because we're asking questions and they're like hey like we're not trying to condemn you in any way by asking you hey why didn't you come yeah especially if you're a person like this is your church home like if you don't see someone over and over you're gonna say something to them exactly and typically those are the people that cause the most ruckus because they don't want to be held accountable and so instead of just owning to the fact that they're not showing up right Mm -hmm. Or they're sinning, they just accuse the church of being bad. And that happens right. all the time. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's not right. It's not right, and it's dangerous. Yes. And again, you're actually helping real cult leaders you, you because really you're are. calling everybody a cult. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, the other one I think is money. So, if you ever come to this church, we don't talk about money. In fact, I can give you our spiel. Hey, if you're a guest here, you don't need to give us anything. If you're a member, you know what to do. It's between you and God. You're called to give. News flash, you're called to give. Yep. Accept it. If you're a Christian, call yourself a Christian, and think you are not called to give to your church, yep. you're, you're not reading the Bible, okay? No, I'm not going to talk about tithing. Tithing is actually an Old Testament term. I call it offering, yep. and it should be from a generous heart. And in fact, if you really want my honest truth, I think that the idea of 10% probably in Jesus' meaning and his call would be too low. You are to give out of the generosity of your heart and also so that this money doesn't have control over you. We don't talk about it. We don't push it. But when we have members, because that's a biblical principle members give, if, if say a member is, if, if, I'm so excited, if their <laughs> offering doesn't go through, say someone doesn't give for a year, okay. they're going to get reached out to yes. just to say, hey, what's going on? You okay? Are you going, and first and foremost, are you, are you going through a tough time? Is something yes. happening? Can we help we you? We do not. Yes. We do not come across with like, you're sinning because you're not giving us money. <laughs> you're going to hell. Yeah, it's really no. not what we do. We ask, we come from a place of love to make sure you are okay. It is not, we, we do not immediately just go to the fact that you're not giving and you should be. It's more like, are you okay? There are big time denominations, meaning established denominations that even go farther than us. That yes. send reports to you, that yep. you get a report in the mail that says you haven't given, that you will lose your membership status in the church if you're not giving. Yes. And honestly, I don't think that's wrong, the membership status thing, because you are literally, that is to be your church. It's a sign of, right? It doesn't save you, but like it's, the Bible says it. It's no different than you holding me accountable to lying yep. or pornography, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's still, and a lot of times what happens is because we're Americans, yep. the idea of money, like don't you get money? In fact, I was raised this way. I'm very uncomfortable talking about other people's things, but again, just to make it clear, we never go and talk about anyone's money. We don't force And if someone's told you that, they are lying, and you're welcome to get a hold of us, and I will clear it up. Mm-hmm. After this, I'm never going to talk about this again. But, um, you know, and the other thing that happens, anyway, those are typically the charges we get. The other one we get, mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest with you, because um, our personalities, it does go to that. And that's just awkward for me. Yeah. Like if someone were to say, Todd, you have a really cool personality people want to be too. I, in my heart, don't believe that. Okay, but because I have a certain look or a certain thing, people want to accuse me of that, mm-hmm. you know, or because I speak a certain way or because I challenge certain things or because um, the only 
that kind of thing, they'll say, well, he's, he's a cult. No, I'm not. If you know me at all, if you know this church, mm-hmm. that is, you, you can maybe speak to this yourself. Mm-hmm. I, if any, I, tr- I probably, to a fault, yes. don't take any honor. No, <laughs> no. And you, you know, you read through earlier talking about how people, how, you know, people and cults, how they're treated. They can't even look at them. They can't <laughs> even approach them. They can't speak to them. If anything, you've went to complete uh, opposite direction where people are actually coming at you. In a disrespectful manner. Yes. Even within our church. And you handle it very well. I try, yeah. <laughs> and that's because I just, I know who I am. You know, when we yes. tell you that I think I am the worst of these, right? Mm-hmm. The same, I mean that. So yep. I take the position seriously that we are given. I know you do too. Um, but I certainly don't think that I am due any, probably to a fault. Because I certainly, I can tell you what, I can preach a heck of a sermon about, let's say, you as a pastor, what you are, should be getting respect. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, you know, but talking about that myself, I just don't, I don't think of that. I get it. Um, so, you know, that that's one of the things that, you know, we kind of get talked about. The only other thing I would, I would say that I've kind of heard rumblings and one said is like, okay, well, why, you know, why do you not have, I don't know. Todd, you criticize the church as a cat, except your church. First of all, no, I don't. If you go to this church, you know I'm challenging us all the time. Oh, yeah. But secondly, I'm never going to stop saying that the church, with a capital C, the, the bride of Jesus Christ, should be more and should step up. I, I'm not going to stop saying that. And, no. and that doesn't mean that I don't view us as, as part of that. Like we, want, we need to strive for what the Bible describes as the body of Christ. That's and right. you can't get mad that I'm doing that. You sh- well, you can. You shouldn't. Like I, I love the church, and I, mm-hmm. I see beauty. I could tell you right now a hundred things I see in just this community with different churches are doing that are beautiful. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to say, hey, you know, to some people, quit putting weights on people's backs. That's or, right. That means we're not going to just see this, this mess over here and sweep it under the rug because there's, like, gold, you know, there's a golden calf over here. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. We're you still know, gonna deal with it. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's good. Know, the golden calf is pretty, and like, yeah, that's cool. Like, well, maybe we're doing something right, but there's all this mess over here that we still need to take care of. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing, the last thing I would say we've heard about, just this is us specifically, mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of wrap up about cult in general, yeah. the danger of it, is the name, the remnant. We've even considered changing it before. Yeah. Because it goes back to infamous question eleven: Why do you choose a name that implies you're the only true Christians? Well, why do you choose you? Why does the first church of God exist? They don't think they're the first church of God. Uh, we just saw a church called the Cool Church. Yep. They think they are the only cool church. The coolest church of all yeah. churches. The, the Point, or no, Crossbridge. They're the yeah. only, they're the bridge to the, to the cross. Like, let's, this is insanity. Like, yeah. it's a name. You know, our, our verse comes, our kind of... Uh, I don't know, our slogan verse or our mm-hmm. life verse is Romans 11, 5 and 6. So too at the present time there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace it cannot be on works, otherwise grace ceases to be grace. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you know, that even ties back to a deeper story from the Old Testament in which, again, a prophet of God said, you need to destroy your Israel. You need to destroy your people because they've all turned to false gods. And God said, no, I have chosen for myself a remnant who have not bowed their knee to, to this false god. Yeah. And, and we don't think we're the only one. We just want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of, of God's people. And that's the goal, right? To remember that grace, mm-hmm. God's grace, <clears throat> it is by His grace we are saved. He is the instigator of our faith and our salvation. It's not our own works. That's it, man. And 
quit doing that and use your brain people use your brain for real like what a silly thing to even make a point of i would contest i would suggest that if you are out there making a big hoopla about a church's name you need to check your heart yes because it's that it's silly it's silly so anyway um I think they're, in general, should we be on the lookout for false teachers? Yes. But the authority is not whether you like someone or even necessarily like how they do something. The authority is the Bible. Yep. First and foremost, do they preach the gospel or do they preach something contrary to the gospel? If they preach something contrary to the gospel, then absolutely we are to stand up and challenge that. If they don't, then you need to shut up. And that's, I'm sorry if that's blunt, but you do. You are hurting the kingdom. You are hurting the image of Christ to the world because they just see each other talk, like challenging each other. I mean, tearing each other apart. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's silly and it's dangerous. And this isn't just about us. We've heard other people being called that, other churches. And it's funny, man, because then one church does it and then they say, well, no, we're not a cult. They are because they kind of want to spread the blame. Guys, I, hopefully we've defined it for you. I know we talked really fast. We didn't want this to be an hour and a half episode because mm-hmm. it could be. Oh, yeah. um, and maybe we'll do a part two because I think we could go in detail looking at, okay, here's four or five people they call a cult. Notice <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, someone calling, no one, someone calling John MacArthur, if you don't know who he is, and it doesn't matter, but a cult leader sounds absolutely ludicrous if you know anything about the Bible. He, mm-hmm. he is not... I may not agree with how he says things sometimes, but you, that is a man of God. I don't deny that. Um, we disagree on minor secondary issues, but but it's ludicrous to say that. But there are people that do that. Yep. And honestly, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, I have not. Stephen Furtick's another example. You know, sometimes success breeds contempt, brings jealousy, and when we're jealous of things, we want to attack it. The, what Stephen Furtick is a Elevation Church has accomplished in their, you know, grow, I don't know, man. Until I hear him preach something contrary to the, the gospel, it's hard for me to call to criticize him. Right. And I'm not going to. That doesn't mean he's not. I don't know. But I'm not going to open my mouth and say that when I don't know because that's dangerous. And the Bible yep. talks about that too in James, the danger of a tongue out of control that starts yep. fires. Um, is it beneficial to the growth of the body? If it's not, then be quiet. Because otherwise you are gossip and a slanderer. And I'll tell you this right now. Scripture compares gossip and slanderers to murderers and thieves. It's wrong and it's dangerous. Yep. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry to preach like nah, that. Dude, I love Do you it. have any thoughts on that? I got nothing to add, man. Do you guys have any questions on um, cults? The idea of it? Have you heard that before? Do you, do you, have, you, have you had, not necessarily with our church, but have you seen that or heard that around? You know, like... Do you understand the difference? Do you understand the dangers of it? Mm-hmm. Um, let's be a part of a, I hope, a nationwide change within the, the body of Christ, the church, where we stop tearing each other down. Mm-hmm. We don't just talk the talk about peace and love and you know unity, but we walk it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let us know your guys' thoughts. Um, Again, we were up in the air about this episode, but I think I didn't. It's not really about us. I use this as a good example, along with yes. the others, because we can specifically speak into some of those. But I, I do. It's a. I've heard it about other people, and it makes me really frustrated when I hear that. Absolutely. Don't just go off what you hear from others. Always, that's not. I mean, that's just walking. You just 
walking, you're leading yourself to a blind life of just anybody can tell you anything, you know. Um, like I think you what you're alluding to, but yeah, just don't open your mouth as soon as you hear something. You know, don't like you said, the tongue can be very dangerous. Don't let other people's opinions shape, mold your own. This you should do mold it exactly. Yeah. No more to say. Well, and you said it before that scene what loose lips sink ships. You said mm-hmm. it right before we went in the air. That's so yes, true. It is true. And I'll tell you this, so let's look at it one other way. The Bible actually says, do not bring an accusation against an elder unless there's more than one witness, right? You have to essentially, um, you better hope you're right. Yep. Because that's still God's chosen person if you're not. Yep. In, in the sense of like he has put them in that position. And, you know, that's a position that does deserve, um, you know, we shouldn't be going around accusing other pastors without, no. because... I wouldn't want to put myself in opposition Mm-mm. to the Lord. And no. we, you know, the Bible does talk about it. You guys can go read it yourselves in 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. You know, the idea of respecting, you know, pastors and, and understanding what they do. That doesn't mean they're above criticism, but it does mean that we shouldn't be trying to tear them down just to tear them down. Absolutely. And again, we've heard that within our own congregation have had to quiet it down before about other people. Like, let's be better. That's the old saying, man. Let's mm-hmm. be better. So let us know your thoughts on cults. Let us know your thoughts on all that, anything else we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts, blah, 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 blah. If you're on the podcast, we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for putting up with our ram- my rambling today. AJ, thanks, man. I didn't mean to talk a lot. No, nah, dude, I love it, man. I love when you speak. I love hearing AJ's talk, so I apologize that you're going to hear my voice a lot today. There's just a lot more information. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe next week we do a part two. You know, AJ will kind of lead the charge on that and explain it. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) It could, man. We just got to prepare. That's what we got to do. So uh, we love you guys. We hope you have a great day. Uh, The link above is active, www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Also, guys, if you're listening on podcast or via the video on Facebook or uh, YouTube, would you consider donating to this ministry? Guys, I'm going to be honest since we're real. You know, we're in a position right now where we we do need some support for Real Talk because – we're going to have to, you know, our church has a lot going on. We're going to have to make some cuts. And I'm telling you right now, you you and I talked about this Sunday. This yep. this is literally something that can end up getting cut to a degree, or at least some cuts. We're going to be here. Right. Yeah, if it's us and a cell phone, whatever. Right. But, you know, if this has blessed you, would you consider, particularly if you're outside of this church, and this is something that's encouraged you or blessed you, would you consider giving? It's tax deductible. I'm claiming it. It's www.theremnant.life slash give. And you can go to the drop-down box down to real talking and go directly into this that's right um you know again we're awkward talking about money but this is doing some cool stuff and reaching people and again we're we are gonna I keep saying it we're gonna do that sort of uh i don't know report video at some point like letting people know all the cool things that oh, absolutely that There's we have so got much. to see behind the scenes of how it's impacted people's lives oh, incredible so hey um Tune in on this Thursday at 9 p.m. as we go live, and we're going to be answering questions that were in the database right now. If it didn't get answered today, it will get answered then. Boom. It's going live. We do live questions. We do crazy games. It's a fun time. Yeah. I have a blast. <laughs> Me too, most of the time. So, I'm just kidding. you have anything else? Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, for tuning in. For tuning in. Uh, I also just want to point out real quick that you did, like, the greatest Hank Hill Earlier, and that's why I was laughing for a long time. We knew, Ooh. It made me laugh. <laughs> it made nice. me laugh for a long time. I was, I was hoping to fit that in. So that's me. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank you guys. Hope you enjoy this episode, and I love you.
Hey, love you so much. Appreciate you. Please like, share, comment. Guys, listen, if you're watching this or if you're on the podcast even, um, the more you share this stuff, the more you put the word out, the, the more people it reaches. But if you're watching on Facebook particularly or YouTube, but Facebook particularly, would you like, share, comment? All of that's called engagement, and it helps the Facebook analytics get this video out even more. That's Just right. how it works. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we hope you guys have a great day. I should say that again. Hey, other than that, we hope you guys have a great day, and truly we mean this. God bless you. Oh,